0: I'm Ricardo Fuller, and you're listening to the Wizard of Drivel podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to another Wizards of Drivel preview show. Looking ahead to Saturday's game with Preston North End, I spoke to Ollie Dawes from Preston blog Deepdale Digest. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me. How are you feeling about Preston this season? How are you going to do?
0: Um, it's been a bit of a weird summer. Like, Obviously, we finished seventh last season and we were, what, two points off the playoffs and everything was all quite positive. And then we had the money in the bank from selling Jordan Hugel and sold Greg Cunningham, but haven't really invested tons of it. We've kept with the policy of signing lower league players and trying to develop them into championship players rather than paying the huge money that all our rivals seem to do. So, yeah, we come into it hoping for top six, but there's so much money knocking about in this division that it's going to be a big ask for a team of our budget.
1: So, on your transfer business then, who have you signed that we might have heard of and who have you signed that's maybe a bit exciting? Uh,
0: We got Ryan Ledson from Oxford, who was in the Everton ranks and has played for England at I think under 20 level maybe under 19s um we got in uh Andrew Hughes the left back from Peterborough we got in Graham Burke from Shamrock Rovers like it's all sort of very l- low low end clubs really that we end up our, our biggest signing was uh Jordan Story from Exeter who we paid 750 grand for after 13 league starts so that is for Preston quite a risk like that's not really the sort of thing we usually do but they were obviously very very sold on him to get him in but the probably the most exciting signing came today we signed uh, Lucas I want to say it's pronounced Mecha from, uh. from Manchester City on a season long loan and beat a host of championship clubs to sign him, so yeah, I'm very, very excited about that one.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit confused by his surname as well, it's either Nemetra or Metra, yeah, or something. I,
0: I I read it was Metra, for... but yeah. I've no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a rare one for me, I actually have seen him play, he played uh, for Man City's youth side uh, in the FA Cup, FA Youth Cup semi-final against Stoke and they took us apart 7-0 at their <laughs> place I think it was and he was part of uh, a lineup with I think Phil Foden played and a couple of others who've started to progress in their careers now and yeah they've got some serious talent Man City so yeah. uh, obviously you guys will be hoping he can he's, hit the ground uh, running.
0: He's not uh, even the only City player we signed this week because we got Brandon Barker on loan from them as well so right. I'm kind of hoping it's the start of some sort of relationship with City because there are a lot worse clubs to be pally with than than (laughs) Manchester City Mm. Uh,
1: One player you do have who Stoke fans will be familiar with is uh, Paul Gallagher who uh, we had uh, in a couple of loan spells back when we were in the Championship and I I don't think I thought of him as a young player then he seems to have been around for a while I mean what what do Preston fans make of Gallagher because I think he was quite well liked at Stoke
0: Yeah I I might be I might be mad, but I think he may have scored a winner for Stoke against us at Deepdale many, many, many moons ago. Possibly. Um but yeah, even back in I wanna say two thousand seven, he was on loan with us as well, like maybe just after he'd been at Stoke. Yeah. And came back when we were in League One. So he's been here now for five years or so. Um his contract was up this summer, but and it did go on for a while, like I think he won I can't even remember what the turns were, but I think he wanted two years and North gave him another year. But he is he is getting on a bit now and you can tell that the legs are starting to go a little bit. But he's still one of our most creative players. He's very experienced. He's a good like a good veteran because we have so many young players that Keeping Gallagher was really important, and I'm not sure how many games he'll start this season. But he, like for his set piece deliveries and stuff like that, he's still a very handy player to have around.
1: Mm. You, you mentioned there you you've bought players in, but they're low level. You haven't spent a great deal of money. Is there an indication that you could spend more money? I mean, what's your kind of financial situation like?
0: Um, See, so this is this is where things get a little bit. I don't know, a little bit complicated because our owner Trevor Hemmings is a billionaire. Right. <laughs> but not much of it comes into North End in terms of a, like signing players sort of thing. Um, he bought the club in 2010 when we had a winding up order and we're in all sorts of financial trouble. So he did come in and save the club and has been me those soft loans basically for a l- long time so there are like cynics who think that all this money from hugel and cunningham has just gone straight to hemming's back pocket um mm. we are financially stable is how i'd put it like we're not in any great danger we don't overspend but i think there is now this desire for us to maybe just push the boat out that little bit more because we seem to be We seem to be in the bracket of signing players for about between 250 grand and 750 grand, whereas most of our championship rivals are in the market of like, what, two and a half million to seven and a half million, so it's a lot different to what everybody else is spending, and after bringing in so much money, I think a lot of people were hoping that we'd spend, you know, maybe... Push out for a player who would cost between 1 million and 3 million because our transfer record is still 1.5 million from 2001. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at.
1: In terms of your manager, then, Alex Neil, I, I mean, uh, what do Preston's fans make of him? I mean, obviously, you had a, a, a decent season last season. I think uh, Preston surprised a lot of people. So, is, is Alex Neil. Uh, walking on water over there, or is, does he
0: have his detractors? I th- I think we're pretty much at the stage where he is walking on water because I can't think of many people who don't who don't like Alex Neil. I he's he didn't try and change too much immediately from the Simon Grayson era, but we are noticeably playing more attractive football than we ever did under Grayson. We were very attritional, I'd put it in those days. And the physicality hasn't gone from the team. Like, the yellow cards record is shambolic, <laughs> to be honest. But we can we can play really good football. And I think even Lucas Metcher said today that that was one of the reasons he signed for us, because we play such good football under Neil. And I think everybody appreciates the work he's done on the budget he's got and how he's developed young players as well. Like, the squad is so young, but they're all developing improving, and improving under him. Even players that were stagnating a little bit under Grayson, he's Neil's coming and just giving them a new lease of life. Like, Alan Brown was um, in and out of the team under Grayson, whereas under Neil, he was our player of the year, even ahead of Ben Pearson, and is just completely undroppable in midfield at this point. So, yeah, I think Neil's been just the perfect appointment really for us to kick on to that next level and try and play a little bit better football than just defending like we did under Grayson
1: Mm. Uh, I'm following you on Twitter I think I know your feelings on Simon Grayson pretty pretty (laughs) clearly Um, obviously we're recording this before you play Swansea away on Saturday but you started your league campaign with a win over QPR quite late on Uh, that winner came Uh, did did you read anything into that in terms of uh, how Preston are going to do this season obviously it's good to start with a win was it a deserved one were QPR crap
0: Uh, QPR were crap there wasn't much to beat in fairness but at the same time it felt a lot like last season where basically Preston are a pretty good team away from home like they can counter attack really quickly and they're just hard to beat and and all that but At home, they do sometimes struggle to carve out those clear-cut chances, and it felt the same again on Saturday. So the winner came from a free kick into the box. It was a bit like England at the World Cup, really. not, Not a great deal in open play, but set pieces were dangerous. Yeah, you just hope that at some point it clicks at home because that's been the big problem of the Neil era, really. Sort of dominating the game, dominating possession and just not quite making it count. And that was my big worry on Saturday, that it's going to be more of the same at, at Deepdale.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since uh, I visited Deepdale. It used to be kind of... It was my local ground for many seasons because it was the the nearest Stoke would ever play. To where I lived, but what always struck me going to Deepdale was it seemed to be half full most of the time when you were kind of in the championship at the same time as us. With you having kind of dropped down to League One, then kind of built your way back up. Yeah, are, are attendances improving? Is the atmosphere in the ground getting better? <sighs> what do you What do you make of your your home ground now?
0: Uh, I think the attendance against QPR was still at about like thirteen and a half thousand like for an opening day of the season I thought it would have been bigger than that but then again QPR didn't bring tons I don't know there is there is a weird thing like impressed them with where we are like geographically a lot of people from like when I was a kid would end up supporting Liverpool or Man United and now you've got City in the mix as well because they're all so local that I don't know there is a weird thing that sometimes people just don't seem to care about North End and you you, you hope that it, like when we play these big games and like at Wembley and in the playoffs and stuff like that they all turn out and it's like 20 odd thousand and it's it's great and then you come back to like the bread and butter of like league games and it's back to like the 12s and 13 thousands and I don't really know what it's going to take at this point to like get get the attendances up to that sort of High teens, early twenty thousand mark.
1: If you couldn't bring the crowds out for Richard Creswell and Ricardo Fuller, I don't know what (laughs) you've got really.
0: Ricardo Fuller is like one of my favourite pressing players of all time. So,
1: (laughs) oh, I I mean, I'd happily talk about Ricardo Fuller for half an hour, but uh, I've already made made the most of interviewing him. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still feeling that glow. What a man! What a man! so yeah, look, looking ahead to the game then. Uh, so from a Stoke point of view, we've kind of been caught cold in the opening game of the season. Leeds took us to pieces, really. Um, if if you're kind of uh, talking up Preston, who would you say are the players to watch out for? What what you what will your system be like? Where could you uh, where could you beat us?
0: So system wise, I imagine it'll be. We played a lot of four two three one last season, but I think at home he's probably going to go with more of like a four three three, and because he liked using Alan Brown as a number ten last season, and I think he'll keep him like ahead of Pearson and trying to get forward. Um, in attack, it's like we do have good players, but they've got to be like on their day. It's like Tom Barkhausen is very quick, but. It's whether he shows it because he has been quite disappointing in twenty eighteen. Calvin Robinson's the same in that he can be great on his day, but it's whether you get it. The I'd say our best players are Ben Pearson and Alan Brown in midfield. Um, at the back we're really solid. In fairness, like uh, we got Darnell Fisher on like a free transfer from Rotherham, and he was one of our best players last season. I di- We are. I'd just say we are hard to beat. More than anything, I don't think we'll go and like tear you apart like Leeds did. Mm. Like if we're gonna win, it's probably gonna be by goal. But yeah, we are hard to beat, and I'm hoping that these additions of Barker and Metcher will just give us a little bit more life in the final third because our best striker is out for two months and our most skillful winger is out for six months. So we did need that little bit of a boost.
1: I've just picked up the 4-4-2 season preview Um, and it kind of echoes what what you're saying uh, there you can make a good case for Preston being the most underappreciated and underrated team in the championship the last two seasons they've been in the rounds of there or thereabouts buzzing about the playoffs despite having few if any names and despite continually losing their better players it mentions Hugel to West Ham and then Cunningham uh, to Cardiff as well uh, but perhaps surprisingly, based on what you said about kind of the lack of transfers, it's uh, predicted you to finish fourth in the league this season. Is that p- perhaps overreaching it, or is is Neil that good? He can he can galvanise this squad into a proper, you know, playoff, maybe even promotion push.
0: Um, when I first saw that they'd predicted us to finish fourth, it was a little bit terrifying because we've sort of been used to that realm of like being expected to finish lower mid-table and, like, nobody really notices and then end up defying expectations and surprising people, whereas now it feels like every a lot of people have cottoned on now that Preston are just good and now there there are people that are thinking that this team can go and do something. So it's how they cope with that little bit more expectation than they've had in recent years. Um... I do. I do think Neil is capable of it. We were so good last season that there. There were just a few games at home where that extra bit of quality would have turned a, a draw into a win, and would have just to be so close to be just two points off. They've kept most of the squad together. Added a few little bits. I do think they can do it, but. I don't know. I I fear that the home form will maybe just come up again like last season and just keep us out.
1: Mm. So if if you had to make a prediction now, you'd maybe say just outside the playoffs again or top half?
0: The optimist in me says that we'll sneak sixth, but the realist probably says that it'll be about seventh to ninth and maybe just miss out again. And then it becomes a thing of does this team sort of start breaking apart because we can't get to the Premier League? Because there are players there who will attract interest if we don't make it.
1: Mm. And so, okay, back to the game then. Uh, Is there any... I mean, you might have watched the Leeds-Stoke game and thought, oh, well, Stoke clearly aren't cut out. They're not as good as everyone says they are. But are there any Stoke players? or, Or just generally, do you feel... Worried about Stoke? Do you do you feel like this is going to be a really tough game?
0: I think it'll be tough because I feel like every time we've played against like a Gary Rowett team, they've been pretty pretty hard to beat. I know that wasn't the case against Leeds, but first day of the season, weird things happen. I guess specific players like Jack Butland and Joe Allen being in the championship is weird. Like I don't know what Stoke fans think of either player, but it does just seem weird that they're both there. Um, he will get stick as soon as the game kicks off, but I do fear that Tommins will end up doing something against us just because of those, just because of the fact he used to play for Blackpool. Yeah. Like it's like tempting fate because you know as soon as he, as soon as he touches the ball he will get a lot of abuse, and I just hope it doesn't come back to haunt us. But I feel like a lot of the Soak team is like top end championship without being that exciting like James McLean and like Sam Clucas, who I think signed today if mm. I'm right I'm thinking yeah so yeah I don't I don't know if there's like too many that I fear but I feel like there will be a pretty good unit eventually I'm hoping that we play just early enough for like these like kinks to not be ironed out yet
1: that might well be the case. Uh, we'll see how we do against Brentford on Saturday. That may influence our optimism and <laughs> kind of mood going into Deepdale as well. But uh, all indications are we are taking a good number of fans to Deepdale, and uh, I think we've been given an increased allocation as well. So uh, if you're selling the town of Preston to <laughs> uh, any Stoke fans, you're laughing already. Yeah. Um, uh, any any recommendations for places to go before or after?
0: it's it's kind of hard there's you know there's a reason I left Preston to go and live in Manchester because <laughs> like we we used to have the football museum which was really good before games for away fans to go and walk around but then Manchester stole that from us so you, I can't really say there's a lot in Preston there, there's there's Europe's biggest bus station that's and uh the UK's first KFC that's about all I can that's all I can offer you really
1: I've experienced both of those things. There, <laughs> <laughs> they're not—they're not, they're not all the crap crapped up to me. There's there's no statues outside or anything, which is disappointing. <laughs> but, but okay, um, I'm sure we'll find something else to do in Preston. Yeah, the the,
0: the, uh, there's a spoons. You'll be fine.
1: <laughs> we, uh, uh, finally, Ollie. Uh, can we have a prediction from you a week and a bit before the game?
0: Uh, I imagine it will be probably the same Preston home game where we'll, pro- we'll probably end up having quite a bit of the ball and giving a good account of ourselves, but probably not winning. <laughs> like, I imagine if I had to guess now, what is it, nine days away from the game, probably, like, a 1-1 draw. Just because I don't think we will be able to break down, like, Shawcross, Martins, Indy, like... I just don't know if we'll have the creativity to break you down.
1: Well, here's hoping anyway. Uh, Ollie, thank you very much for speaking to us.
0: No problem at all.